Welcome to another edition of the Hologram News Network. On this week's episode, we delve into the state of Star Atlas and its outlook for 2023. Our guest correspondent, Signal, provides his analysis on where Star Atlas is headed. We'll also take a look at news from around the Star Atlas community, including Star Atlas economics and increased discussion on multi-faction guilds ahead of Sage. Once again, I'm your host, Kriggs, and you're listening to the Hologram News Network. Before we dive into this week's feature, here's a look at news from around the community. In Guild News, The Unseen and Scythe both celebrated their one-year anniversaries, with the latter joining Interstellar Alliance. In Guild News, The Unseen and Scythe both celebrated their one-year anniversaries, with the latter joining Interstellar Alliance. Turning towards the Star Atlas graphic novel Core, the next edition will go on sale this Wednesday. This will mark the third edition of Star Atlas Core, and readers will continue the adventures of Gin and Moda in their galactic travels. In other news, the discussion on multi-faction guilds continues, with coverage from both Metaverse Nomads and Murderverse Explorer. Be sure to catch this week's Atlas Brew, where the debate will likely continue. Lastly, in economics, Star Atlas economist Critch Kachmarshik-Smith joined the Economics Design podcast, providing his insight on the economics of blockchain gaming. Of note, Chris explained how, to become a sustainable economy, the Star Atlas economic framework is built around a zero-sum ideology. In a zero-sum framework, quote, value comes from people performing and people behaving in a competitive environment, just the way they do in a labor market, end quote. This raises an interesting proposition that isn't often talked about in Web3 gaming. If the market drives competitive behavior, there will inevitably be some winners and some losers. If a goal of Web3 Gaming is to provide some semblance of escapism, it will need to account for the fact that if people routinely lose, then they will just walk away. After the break, our guest correspondent Signal talks about Star Atlas and its road through 2023. But before that, quick word from our sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Red Spatula. Find all the information you need to make your next Star Atlas ship purchase. Get the latest market prices and discount values on a wide variety of ships, collectibles, and structures you need in Star Atlas. Find everything and more at redspatula.io. On today's segment, we cover Star Atlas as it kicks off 2023. Joining us today is a prominent member of the Star Atlas community and nominee for 2022 Community Member of the Year. Signal, welcome. Thank you, my friend. Really glad to be here. Hey. It's great to have you on today's show, and thank you for being here. We'll get straight to it. For the first question, briefly walk us through the events that unfolded leading up to November 11th, 2022. Oh, man. It was a heck of a period of time. So, yeah, it's a lot of break point, which was going on. Everybody having a big, giant party in the ecosystem, really excited for everything that's coming. The events kicked off at the very end with Mike Wagner and Star Atlas presenting. And of course, they absolutely melted faces with everything that they revealed and showed. Um, Things couldn't have possibly looked better for us. And then almost by some kind of crazy, terrible fate or destiny, uh, we immediately get the FTX news after that, that they're declaring bankruptcy, they're considering buyouts or finance, et cetera. Shook the entire ecosystem. Star Atlas, no exception. And um, it was a couple of days after that that we found out that SA's runway was impacted to the tune of about $10 million. 
um, due to funds that were sitting on the FTX exchange. And uh, yeah, that brought us to start sequence. There was quite a bit of delay from the team between the FTX fallout and when Michael Wagner made his announcement. Understandably, afterwards, the response was quite dour. You mentioned start sequence. What happened next? Yeah, absolutely. So I'd only add the fact that, you know, if you or me were sitting in a situation where maybe we lost $10 million or maybe we're totally fine, you know, we would probably take a couple of days to figure that out with our legal teams as well. Um, so start sequence kicked off. I think the biggest driver of it was just the fact that start was just caught off guard. Um, they were disconnected between their primary exchange and their primary bank. Any source of funds that helped them to just pay the bills right now today uh, to numerous vendors and people like that was productive. So they kicked off uh, discounted ship sales, uh, then land and claim stakes, and they raised about $2 million over the course of 30-day period, which is pretty awesome. That was start sequence. It was quite the campaign. And in fact, it's still ongoing. It started with several Titan ships being released on the market, three to be exact. In your mind, is there any possibility still of a Titan ship for the value of $5 million each being sold? Obviously, you'd have a huge sum of money for the company and a huge, probably, morale boost for the entire community as well. What are your thoughts on whether or not they will sell or if there was any intention to have them sell at the beginning of start sequence? Absolutely, unequivocally, zero chance. A $5 million Titan is, is just going to sneak up and surprise us right now at this stage of things. Um, the market had the money that it had, and it spent the money that it spent on the things that it could afford. So you raised the better part of $2 million. So you didn't sell the big shiny ship. I don't see Titans coming back into play as something viably that somebody could purchase for at least another 12 months. The community appears to have rallied around the company, mostly due to start sequence. Do you believe that things are starting to look positive for Star Atlas? Oh, 100%. Um, I would add the fact that they were going positive way before start sequence. It really was a big mountain climb of releases and releases and releases and things getting better and better and better. And then one terrible, unfortunate divot in the road of FTX. And then resuming a trend of, oh, well, things look really good. More and more things are being released. We're raising money. We've got all kinds of partners that we're meeting and interacting with. There's all kinds of things being driven, rumors or otherwise. I mean, they're, they're actively clearly meeting with Coinbase and Solana Ventures. And they've got a lot of really connected people with a lot of money saying a lot of great things about them. I think... There was a gut reaction when FTX happened, not only with Star Atlas, but with everybody that went, oh no. And at this point, people are realizing, okay, you know, it's not as binary as the world is ending or we're all going to the moon. There's a thousand and one scenarios between those two points. And that we're in a heck of a lot better of the situation than we were probably giving ourselves credit for. $500,000 in ship sales, $1.3 million in CSS station habitat and mining claims, which equates to about $1.9 million thus far, exceeding the original expectations at the beginning of start sequence. You mentioned having relationships with Coinbase and Solana Ventures. Can you elaborate a little? 
So first you had uh, Coinbase Cloud and Solana Ventures Google conference event where there were only two content producers in the entire group, Star Atlas and ETH.io. And every other single person was someone who either manages investments for Coinbase or Solana. And they were all talking about how excited they were about Star Atlas, what it was building, the vision, the team. They said absolutely everything except, and because of that, we've now invested $30 million in the project and are going to be long-term partners. Um, there's every sign and indication that talks are going well with everybody that they're speaking with. Uh, Mike Wagner himself had said uh, not long ago that the original six to nine month timetable he was talking about has already gone out the window and that they have more time than that and that they have sources of income that we're not currently discussing, but that they exist. So um, it seems like from every perceivable angle that they have no immediate problems at this point. Uh, they've got a full 2023 at least ahead of them. And then I'm excited to see what they build and what happens from there. Obviously, news of a partnership with Coinbase, Solana Ventures, or some other large entity would bring a huge morale boost to the company and to the community as well. And honestly, I think that's one of the last holdouts that a majority of the community is still waiting on, is for a positive sign towards continued development. That might be something we exceed in the next town hall, and if not the next town hall, likely a town hall in the first quarter of 2023. Before we conclude our segment, let's talk about Sage real quick. We know that DevNet is targeted for at least the first quarter of 2023. What are some of the key things that players and really the community should be looking for in terms of mass player adoption and growth in the ecosystem? So a couple of things I would point out, right? at least in terms of what I'm expecting for DevNet, Star Atlas, Golden Era, and what I think is a healthy thing for other people to anticipate is um, it's not going to be like all of a sudden you've reached the light at the end of the tunnel. Like, oh my God, we're in DevNet, we're alpha testing mechanics, as you know, in DevNet for Sage. I anticipate we're testing some pretty limited things early on. Um, it doesn't appear to be tied to the ships uh, that you own. So I'd imagine it'll have an unlimited player base size. People, unlike showroom today where you have to walk up and find game code and then you can download it all for the epic game store um i think as many people who want to alpha test will be able to alpha test which is pretty encouraging i'd imagine that at least doubles the existing size of our community um but what i would anticipate for sage early on is months of us rigorously testing mechanics as a community so we can get something live on mainnet with real economics. That's what we're really excited for. To me, it's just all the vegetables before dessert. <laughs> I don't want to overhype people for what they should expect out of Sage. But also, mind you, while we're going through that, while we're doing all this alpha testing, while we're trying all these things out, UE5 showroom is updating in real time as well. They're working on adding more ships. They're working on improving multiplayer, enhancing levels and phases. Um, I believe patch 2.1 is supposed to have some form of basic PvP. So you could be running around with your buddies, shooting them on your jet bike and stuff like that and respawning. And that's not that far off. So it's not all just going to be alpha testing and, and bug hunting on chain. It's uh, 
there's going to be a lot of fun things to do as well. Signal, certainly exciting things for Star Alice in 2023. Sage DevNet, Sage MainNet, along with additional UE5 updates on the showroom. So a lot of activity for both old and new players to get into. The future will only tell what we have in store for Star Alice. I, like you, hope development continues through 2023 and into 2024. But for now, we'll have to wait and see what the team has ready in store for us. This concludes our future segment for today's episode. Signal, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, my friend. And that concludes this week's segment. If you've liked today's news and coverage, be sure to like and subscribe to receive the Star Atlas news that you need to stay one step ahead. Once again, I'm your host, Craigs, and you've been listening to the Hologram News Network.